It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. We're going to have some fun with some true-false questions on the show. I've got 10 of them here for you, Angie, that we'll kind of work our way through over the next couple of minutes and uh, see what you think about these different takeaways. Are we telling the truth, or is this a falsehood that needs to be corrected? All right, so here's the first takeaway. Home prices are still high. Is that true or false? Oh, that's very relative. Are we comparing to last year or versus last month? So Some, some of these may be trick questions. Yeah. I know. Um, I would say the general public, they feel like the home prices are high. True. But that's across the board. Yeah. Inflation. Yeah. Still, <laughs> no, I mean, still high compared to the summer? Maybe. Yeah. Then it's kind of false, right? Yeah, right, right. I mean, in our, you have to also think about like specific markets, you know, and, and in the triangle, our main area that we service, you know, the prices are still probably up from even the summer. You know, we haven't seen, although we're seeing some price reductions and corrections overall, the average price point is still up. So true, so prices are still high. A little true, I a little guess. false, but yeah, yeah, still overall more weighted to the true. It sounds like on oh, that one. Yes. All right, cool. Uh, another true false for you, Angie. The work from home revolution is over and its impact on the housing market will now normalize. I would say false. I would mm. say many people are still doing a work from home. I know within our team, we give full flexibility to our administrative team, whether they want to come to the office, work from home. Um, so I would say that's about a 50-50. And so will the housing market normalize? Not anytime soon. We're definitely still in a seller's market. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in that same boat right now, Angie. We're looking at, you know, kind of poking around, looking at houses, and, uh, you know, we're looking at work from home spaces. You know, do I want that to be in a yeah. spare bedroom or the basement? And so it's influencing housing decisions right there on, on what's going to be a good fit for that. So Yep, yep, exactly. That's going to be around for a while, I think. I think it'll be around. I think it's just, yeah, I, I think it is. And also you have to look at it from a company standpoint. A lot of companies have decided to completely eliminate their brick and mortars yeah. um, to say, money there so it's forced you know those of you who are now mm-hmm. working from home to find a special place where they can focus yep it's a great point all right another true false it's still a seller's market that is true it is most definitely a seller's market and that is determined by the amount of inventory that's on the market we say that normally the market is kind of normalized and even buyer seller's market when we're at a six month supply we're still under two months So it's definitely still a seller's market. But with that being said, there are a lot more active homes on the market compared to even six months ago. So it is open up a lot more opportunities for buyers. Okay, very good. We're having some fun with these true-false questions. If you have a question about anything we talk about here, visit acolerealty.com. You can contact Angie through the website or find out more great information there. True or false, Angie, you'll most likely need to do some light renovations before you sell your house. That's hard to answer. It, I would say, let's say true, 
because what's the meaning behind renovations? Um, So we'll say true that we would love for you to maybe spruce up your landscaping, add a little bit more pine straw or, you know, maybe some more flowers, maybe repaint some walls. So I would say light renovations, um, not necessarily large renovations. So let's say true. Okay, very cool. True or false, it's in bad taste to ask an agent you're interviewing how many homes they sell each year. False. Wouldn't you want to know how many uh, mouths the dentist has been in <laughs> year after year, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's an industry. It's a, a line of work, and you want to make sure that you're hiring a professional. So most definitely ask them how many clients they've represented and closed because there is a big difference between an agent who has helped, you know, a client, you know, here and there, maybe, you know, helped close three to five homes in a year or one that's closed 30 to 50. Um, They're a lot more familiarized with the overall market, how they can look out for you and your your needs and be your advocate and just make sure that you are uh, being represented the way you should be. So it is not bad taste at all to ask how many homes an agent has sold each year. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything you just said for the uh, last couple of minutes there, Angie, because my <laughs> mind is now just racing over weird ways to ask that question to various to professions. <laughs> I'm picturing I know, saying I know. to the dentist instead right? of, how many patients do you have? Something bizarre, yeah. like, how many mouths have you looked yeah. into this? Well, <laughs> right. But I mean, you kind of know when you go to a dental office, if you are the only client there, no one's walking through the door, you're like, hmm, they probably don't do much business here. Like, mm. I'd rather go to an office where they are are almost swamped in the sense of knowing that many other people trust him as well. <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah you, you, it's a it's a little bit of both, right? Like there's there's there, a yeah. nice amount of personal Having attention me, um, that's good, and the fact Very that true. you can get appointments when you want to get appointments, and that they're not too busy. But then, yeah, yes, you like to see a little agree. bit of activity going on. So, yep, yep. We, we have that's a vet that's kind of like that. This this new vet that we've been going to. And they're awesome, and they spend so much time with us. We've never had that experience before where they spend so much time in the room. They don't seem hurried or rushed. They sit down on the floor with the dogs and pet them, and we talk, and they listen to the whole life history. And I feel like I'm like, don't you guys need to run away? Because most of the time it's like, you know, they're trying to escape as fast as they can. And so it's it's awesome. But there is something in the back of my mind, like, why do you have so much time on your hands? <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> I don't think it's way. because they're bad vets. It's just nah. that's how they run their business. They create yeah. that space. And also some nice. people, right. And they also, they know when to turn away business too. And I think that's smart as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're ever too busy that you can't give that great client, um, you know, satisfaction and customer service, that's not a good thing either. So it's yeah. okay to turn away business if you just don't have enough time. It's not, not the schedule. right space and not, not yeah. the right moment. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, uh, having some fun with these true-false questions. Hopefully you are enjoying these as well. We're through five of them so far. Here's another one for you, Angie. The home inspection is the most daunting part of the real estate transaction. What do you think? Uh, you know, I'm actually going to say true to that. I've seen, um, it, I almost said I feel, but from my experience, I've seen it's typically the inspection uh, part of the process is uh, will create the most terminations of a contract. Um, so it's just those surprises. And I oftentimes see, too, that buyers, that's when they get most worried, even when there's nothing to worry about. Um, I guess it's just uncertainty and just something even if it's the most minor detail being wrong with a home, they can freak out. So yes, I would say that that is true, that the home inspection is the most daunting part of the real estate transaction, even though it doesn't have to be, okay? Um, Again, bulls back to your real estate professional, just really advising and educating you on, hey, yes, this is a concern. We need to make sure this gets fixed. Or you know what? We see this pop up in most homes. 
Okay, very good. I would agree with that. I think the home inspection is kind of the biggest because it doesn't matter what side of the transaction you're on. It's kind of a hold your breath moment because. Yeah, right. And the seller, seller's like, oh, great. Here we go. What are they going to ask for us to fix? So, Mm -hmm. yes, it goes either way. Yeah, it goes, but that anxiety is there on both sides, I think. So, yeah. Um, ho- hopefully, I mean, it sh- it's it's too bad that that has to be such a stressful piece of the equation. I know, I know. If, but a lot of times, also, we if that's see... as bad as it gets, then okay, we can we can work with that. You know? Sure, right, right. And I, I would say, as the um, as the client, whether it be buyer or seller side, just really listen to your real estate agent and take their lead. You know, because uh, so many times I see where clients can get frustrated or freaked out, and they're they have this level of concern that's not even needed. So just sit back, let your real estate professional really advise you on, hey, yeah, this is a major issue, and it's a major issue, but we'll get through it. So just breathe, calm down. We, we see a million inspection reports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> day in, day out, we see inspection reports. So Yeah, good point. All right, uh, we're talking about uh, all sorts of different true-false questions with Angie on today's show. If you've got questions and you're in the Triangle or one of our surrounding communities, even all the way down to the coast, Angie's got a great team assembled to be able to help you with your next home purchase or sale. You can call or text Angie at 919-538-6477. 919-538-6477. Uh, another true-false question, Angie. You don't need much due diligence money these days. I would say true overall. We're definitely in a different market. We're not seeing you know huge, significant amount of due diligence money like we did just even you know six months ago. So I would say that that's true. You'll be presently surprised with how much due diligence money you can hand over to the seller and it be a reasonable amount for them to um, go under contract with you. Now, it's funny because Many homes are sitting there on the market. Days on the market are definitely up where we are seeing some pockets that are still in multiple offers receiving. I was just chatting with an agent today and they received nine offers on their listing. Wow. So, been a while since we heard that. Yeah. Huh? So it, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely a interesting times, but I would say for the most part, you don't need as much due diligence money as definitely what you needed in the past. Okay, very good. Um, interesting how the market has changed in just a couple of months. Another good example of that right there. True or false, Angie, prepare for problems with the appraisal because they're inevitable. I would say false. You know, if you're, you know, the protection falls on more the buy side where you need to make sure that your real estate professional is protecting you, pulling comparables, advising you. And so if your real estate professional is doing their job, pulling the comparables correctly like they should, they should really be able to determine, okay, this is where the home's listed. I feel, yes, it will appraise at this price point or no, it's overpriced or hey, it's underpriced. Once in a blue moon, we see an error with an appraisal, but that's not common. So um, I wouldn't say that you need to prepare for problems with the appraisal. Now, if you were in a multiple offer situation and you offered well above asking price, yes, probably be prepared for a problem with the appraisal because you probably overpaid in the moment. But again, your real estate agent should be advising you that, hey, here's where the comps lie. This is where the home will appraise, but you're offering this. So you need to be prepared to more than likely make up the difference between the list price and your purchase price or appraisal value and your purchase price. Yeah, appraisal was uh, for a while there, Angie, kind of in terms of, you know, I, I go back to that earlier um, conversation we had about the most daunting part of the transaction being the home inspection. For a yeah. while, appraisal was probably giving that part of the transaction a run for its money. But um, it was it, the, the gulf between those two has widened a little bit over time, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I would say it was daunting the appraisal part 
was daunting when, you know, we had buyer clients that just didn't have the means to make up the difference with appraisal gaps. And so then it's like, well, can't offer on this home because it's multiple offers, can't offer on this home because it's multiple offers, because they didn't have the means to make up the difference in the appraisal gap that we knew would take place. So that was really troublesome because at that time, most sellers weren't fixing items on the inspection report. So although there was the inspections taking place, it was known when you went under contract, you're pretty much buying the home as is. That's how competitive the market was. So yes, I would say there was more pressure and it was more daunting on the appraisal end, you know, several months ago, where now I would say it's more on the inspection side. Great points across the board there, Angie. All right, we've got two more true-false questions for you. Number nine, my house is only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. That's always been true. It doesn't matter what market we we are in. You know, it is our job as a real estate professional to prepare you and share with you comparables and guide you as far as where we feel confidently you should list and what you'll get for the home. But your home is only worth what a buyer is willing to pay for it. So if we have your home on the market, if it's not getting the showings, it's not getting offers, it's because it's overpriced generally. Unless you have an agent just who is not marketing it in any way or any fashion, normally it always will boil down to price point. Uh, great point. And uh, it doesn't matter what you paid for it. <laughs> if someone it else is not, not willing to pay not, that, then it's not worth what you paid It is what for. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a hard conversation for a lot of people back in 2008 and in subsequent years coming yeah. out of the housing struggles there. We haven't had to deal with that big concern for a while, but now that we've had some price corrections here and there, I imagine you're having that conversation a little bit more with folks. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. We are. Um, you know, it's like, okay, this home, if we would have listed it, you know, six months ago, you would have received probably what you wanted for it, but we're in a different market now. Great point. Uh, I remember a lot of conversations happening back earlier in the year, Angie, with a lot of like, it's a great time to list. List list your home. This is a good time to list. I would sell yeah. now. <laughs> yep, yep. And then it's, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how quickly, like overnight is switched. As mm. soon as those interest rates change, it said, oh, it just, it changed. Yeah, helped, uh, helped kind of dry everything up a little bit. All right, last yep. but not least, lowball offers are back in style. True or false? I would say false. You know, I am seeing the mindset of buyers, not all, but some buyers who feel like they can go in and lowball. Guys, it's still a seller's market. So just remember that. Um, you want to make sure that when you're making an offer, you have data to justify if you're going in with a lowball offer. Otherwise, it looks like you're just, you know, you're not serious about the purchase. You're just trying to get the lowest price for a home and kind of it feels like you're stealing from the seller in a sense and that could definitely rub the seller wrong so um, I would say false lowball offers are not in style and you know honestly the the wording of it back in style I don't know if it's ever been yeah it's true. in style to make lowball offers now are there buyers who do yes are there clients that we need to talk out of making the lowball offers because we know it's a waste of time for everyone yes um, so I don't say that it's ever been in style and there's a difference too between lowballing some uh, some home just because you think, you know, oh they're going to be desperate and I'll just uh, we'll get them to come way down on their price because of this. Difference yeah. between that versus I think the seller has overpriced the home and the there's market says it's this, yes. so it yes. may feel like a lowball offer, but it's justified. Like it's justified. Yeah. There's a difference between unjustified yeah. lowball and justified lowball, perhaps, right? A hundred percent. And if, you know, we are looking at the numbers and we see that a home is just significantly overpriced, we want you to lowball them because I don't want you to overpay for a home because I want you to come back to me when you're ready to sell. And I don't want you to be mad at me that you overpaid in the beginning. Right. So there are times that we 
do suggest going in with low ball offer, but is justified with comps. And we share those with a listing agent and we are fighting for our client to, you know, get that seller down to the right number. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.